Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Chris Prefontaine, who is a well-known real estate investment coach in the United States, is joining us here today. Welcome, Chris. So nice to have you on board, man. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. And I always like hanging out with people that have been uh, seasoned in the biz. <laughs> well, I think I might be pretty well seasoned by this point. <laughs> yeah, we were just chatting briefly before we started here that you've been in the business over 30 years and I'm at 28. So uh, Close we enough. We, yeah, we definitely have some experiences that we yeah. can share for sure. So I'm just going to tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris is actually the founder, the CEO, and he is a coach at a company called Smart Real Estate Coach, which is based in Newport, Rhode Island. And, uh, and Chris is also a, an author of several best-selling books, including Real Estate on Your Terms, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Sell with Authority for Real Estate Investors. He's also founder of the Wicked Smart Companies, and he's host of a very well-known podcast in the U.S. called Smart Real Estate Coach Podcast. And I'm going to add to that, you also have an excellent YouTube channel, and we're going to put links to that channel underneath oh, thank uh, you. YouTube here, no problem, and also on the podcast. So what do you want to talk about today, sir? I'll go in any direction you think your listeners can benefit from. You and I were <laughs> talking a little bit about the market. So you, you, right. whatever you want to hit first, we got a lot we could talk about. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, maybe we should back up a little bit for the benefit of our listeners here. Most of the people listening in, I think, know that uh, this year has been kind of a change or a pivot uh, in the real estate market in North America, not just North America, the US and Canada, but also in most of the Western countries in Europe okay. and Australia, places like that. Um, I think it's fair to say that most of our uh, real estate markets have been pretty much on fire over the last little while, certainly in Toronto, which is Canada's largest uh, met metro area. Uh, we've been on a tear for like 10 to 15 years now where prices were just going up, 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 up. Yeah. And interest rates were super low. Of course, the pandemic came along and governments saw all over the West decided to reduce their rates almost to zero uh, to keep the economies afloat, I guess, during the pandemic. And um, so I don't know whether that was good or not, but they printed a lot of money, gave out a lot of cash to people and, uh, and, to, and to companies. And then lo and behold, at the beginning of this year, uh, the central banks of both the US and Canada discovered that there's inflation out there. And this, I guess, was a big surprise. So central banks all over the place started raising interest rates. And we just talked a minute ago that actually, as of today, the rates have gone up seven times in Canada. And I think it's probably about the same in the US, isn't it? It is. Okay. Yep. So we've got a massive increase in rates. Mortgage rates have gone through the roof. Uh, we were looking at less than 2% nine months ago. And now we are looking at four and a half or five and a half to 6% as of today. So that's a massive increase. The market has slowed down. We got our November numbers out just the other day. And year over year sales in the Toronto area were actually down 49%. So nearly 50% drop in sales year over year. Prices are down about 20%, uh, but we're still looking at really high prices here. I don't know about in the, your part of the world, but I, I'm assuming prices are pretty high there as well. Yeah, they're starting to correct. So there's so many similarities. That's why I always generalize with North America like you were, yeah. because you were saying in your low, you were kind of like just under two. We were just under three. Right okay. now you're hitting five and a half, six. We're hitting six and a half, seven. It's very, okay. very proportionate with what our markets are doing right now. So 
as I said to you, Randy, I'll, I'll share just a quick stat and see where we want to go with this. Sure. But, and I know it's similar, just proportionally, maybe a little lower in your area. And that is, it's the third time in 50 years that we have an affordability, I'll, I won't say a crisis, but a challenge. Um, well, because, it, yeah. Yeah. And, and so here's the, here's the cool thing about creative financing, which we're in. Okay. If it's already an affordability issue and we haven't hit our 50 year average, What's going to happen when it does? You and I both know these rates aren't high. They're high compared to the last two years, but they're not high in general. The, my first house was, I don't know, 8%. Then my next one was 10%. Like these my, aren't high. You're right. Mine was 14 and a half percent. There you go. First house, I, house I bought. Uh, so I'm like, right. okay, but, but, I, but I am a realist yeah. too. So I know that's going on in the economy. And then right. our 50 year average, I don't know about yours is 7.7, right? So okay. we got those two things going on. And, and as a result, the sellers now that weren't calling us back seven months ago are calling us back by the droves because their buyers seven months ago who thought they were buying hundreds and th hundreds of thousands of them across North America can't buy now. Oh, they right. think they can. They can with creative finance, but they can't conventionally. Okay. Crazy. Okay. That's an that's interesting comment. Um, at the same time here in the Toronto area and in all, most pretty much all of Canada, uh, there's a shortage of listings too. What we found is, I think the, the prices are down about 20%, but they could be more. Uh, yeah. A lot of sellers have decided to just wait. A lot of them are thinking, well, you know, rates are up, but they're probably going to go down next year. I don't know if they will or not, but they might. Uh, and they're saying, well, we've got tons of equity. We'd like to move, but we don't have to move. And so we've got to actually, I believe I heard yesterday it was a 22-year low in listings. So there's very little inventory. Buyers are sitting on the sides. Uh, sellers are holding back till next spring, maybe. And so that's, everything's kind of at a standstill. It's just outrageous. And um, so there we are. But I happen to believe also that we're going to have a rough winter. I think it's going to be tough for real estate. But I also believe in terms of investment potential that eventually once rates flatten out, they're going to plateau probably for a little while. And then once they start to fall again, which could be any time, it could be next summer, it could be 2024. We don't really know. I think you're going to see the markets pop everywhere because there's a lot of pent up demand in Canada. Also, we have a ton of immigration coming in here right now. It's basically an open door policy where we have this year, including Ukrainian refugees. I believe there's supposed to be 700,000 people uh, being admitted wow. to Canada this year. And this is a, you know, our numbers here are like 34 million. So it's a huge, a huge jump in population which they haven't really coordinated because there's nowhere for them to live. So we're also finding rental rates are through the roof right now to rent a two bedroom apartment is about $2,600 a month in the Toronto area. So if you're an investor and you happen to own a condo, you can make some pretty good money. But right now everybody's afraid that, you know, prices are going to go down. I shouldn't buy today. It could be a hundred thousand less six months from now. So everybody's holding back. That's where we're at. Other than that, everything's perfect. What can yeah. I say? Everything you said is, is the exact same here. Um, there are so many cool things to, to do as an investor or, or oh. if you're in the corporate world, if you want to you know, move on the side of the investment. We help people escape their job. We call it all the time. Right. This is not. This is a great time. I don't think in, in my 31 years, uh, so our same, our same years, I don't think I've seen it this prone, this advantageous for the niche of creative financing because of all that banking stuff you just said. You know, you're so right. And um, I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of days ago 
they were going, well, it was great back in January and February when, you know, everything was rocking and rolling, but we had so many multiple offers that back then. So, you know, every listing that came out, there'd be like 10 offers on it and places were going a hundred thousand, 200,000 over the asking price. That's not a great time to buy. That's not yeah. a good time to be buying. Now, when there are no more multiple offers, there's no more bidding wars. Now might be a more reasonable time to buy. But again, everybody is just step back. It seems they step back and they're waiting to see where the dust is going to fall. And so well, that's sort of where we're at now. I'm going to turn it over to you. I tend to ramble on all the time. No, I, I won't <laughs> ramble. I, this conversation is good because here's what I'd say about the comment you just made. The, the reason, I think, one of the reasons the buyers are waiting, even though you and I both know that they'd be better off buying now when there's less demand, right. less competition, um, is the media is screaming. They always do scream. And quite frankly, here's something mm. for everybody to think about. Do the masses, you know, do people in general uh, achieve high, high level? Do they get up every day and do whatever it takes to accomplish all their goals no matter what it takes? No. Do they listen to the media? Yes. So yeah. when they're doing that, I encourage you to go the other direction. That's when fortunes are created. That's when Joe Kennedy back in the depression made a fortune uh, around here because he went the opposite direction. That was a depression. We're not even remotely in that, in that state. Right. But that's an example of what to do. Go the opposite direction. Be the 2%. And if you don't know how to, then get people that have been through it. Uh, myself, Randy, there's been there's people that have been through cycles and they know how to navigate that. Right. And that's what, that's what I do on a daily basis with people all in North America. So that's what we should definitely talk about today. I think that's a, that's a hot item for everybody. They're wondering what, you know, what should we do next? They've yeah. got the money. Maybe they're investors and they've got some cash that they'd like to invest. They'd love to do it, but they're just holding back because they, they need a little more uh, comfort or a little more confidence that things are not going to get worse, that they're, they're going to get better eventually, and that whatever they're going to do today is going to pay off tomorrow. For those people that you just said have money on the sidelines, because I'm sure there's listeners that are in that mode. There's also probably listeners that were in the mode I was after the crash. Like, I don't have money or credit. Like, I can't do that. Okay. Mm. So to both of them, I'd say this, that you don't save your money. The way we buy real estate, we don't sign on bank debt and we don't use our money. And okay. that's simply, that was born out of, that was re-engineered out of the crash I went through in 08. So uh, in the US. So I hope you do have money on the sidelines, but if you don't, don't let that stop because you don't need it. And if you have it on the sidelines, scroll it away and learn how to buy real estate without it. And you'll feel much better. Trust me. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> All right. So yep. Yep. there's three ways we buy. Only three ways we buy. Um, and that is owner financing or vendor take back. BTB, uh, right. The same stuff. Um, subject to existing financing where I buy someone's property, the loan stays in their name, but I own their property. And then there's lease purchase. And right. we have students in Canada, and you can focus on any one of those. Frankly, you can make a fortune on just the vendor financing. Um, we, in particular, look for another niche within that, though, Randy. We look for owners that might have like a second home and they might live out of the area, or they're still maybe in Canada, but they live away from their, their main, that, the property that I find that's, um, say, a second home or an investment okay. property. So okay. I look for free and clear. I look for mortgage-free properties. And then what we call absentee owners, they live somewhere else. That's a great list. And about a third of the properties in U.S., I don't know the exact stats, so I won't miss, uh, miss sure. say it. Uh, but in the U.S., it's a third. It's going to be close to that in Canada, uh, are free and clear. Oh, yeah. Great list to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Exactly. And we also have a lot of absentee owners, for sure. For that's, sure. A great, that's a great combo right there. Great combo to talk to. Okay. Especially All right. So with the COVID and everything else, you know. 
Okay, so let's say uh, somebody's aware of an absentee owner that owns, let's say, a condo. There's a lot of condominiums in Toronto, mm -hmm. a, high, a lot of high rises. And they live uh, somewhere. Maybe they've retired to the U.S. They're living in Florida or maybe they're living in China. We don't even know. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Right. How, do you, how do you track down those people? I mean, we, ha we have abilities to find their name and address. Um, you guys have a lot more transparency in the U.S. where you can find somebody pretty easily if you, if you need to find them. Uh, it's I, a little a little bit harder in Canada. We have these uh, squirrely privacy laws. I did, I do realize that I found that out by working with some of our students. So um, there's two things that come to mind. You said you can get name and address on some, um, and then realtors usually can get a little bit right uh, more data. So you gotta you gotta lock arms with someone that can, um, and, and mailings are okay if you can get some of that data. But um, in the U.S., yeah, we just literally a database. We can it, click a button. So it's phenomenal. You, it is. you can be in Canada and like literally do some stuff in the U.S. Yeah. if you want to do that. But yeah, you can get a hold of those. So they're more difficult. So what's a, what's a typical conversation if you track someone down? You give you give them a call. You, what what would you say to them about uh, selling their property potentially? Sure. So I'll give you some nuggets on that. Good question. Um, sure. And then let me preempt that with we have virtual assistants who do that initial call. Oh. Uh, not that you can't, you can, but I, but I can make it more efficient for you. So you're not doing that. But the conversation is like this. If they're um, just a free and clear list that you bought and you don't know what their status is, right? especially with what's going on, my conversation or my script is something on the lines of, hey, Randy, uh, we buy homes in the area. And I, you know, with all the craziness in the market, we're just seeing if you're looking to sell now or in the future. And it's that simple of a conversation or we're looking to buy in your area. Or we're looking, you know, for for a, a team member or a family member. It doesn't matter. It depends on what your situation is. It's a very easy conversation. Okay. Uh, if it's no, great. And now or the future. And then if it's no, do you know anyone else that that might be because we're looking for homes? Now that's that's the spread because sellers aren't selling like they were, like you and I said ninety days ago. They're just not. Right. So it gives us an opportunity to get in a lot of doors. It's a simple script. But we okay. teach it. That reminds me of I. I used to be a Mike Ferry guy. I'm sure you've heard of Mike Ferry, the real estate. I was coach. too. Were yeah, yes, oh, yeah. Back in the day, man. Back in the nineties, I was door knocking. I was working fizzbos and expireds, and I used the fairy scripts. And you know what? They worked. What you years know? were you with Mike? I'm curious. Uh, I think. Well, I started in the industry full time in '94, and I got introduced to him that year. But I think it was '96, pretty much. So you and I were there at the same time then. So no way. Um, because he started his one-on-one -on -one training. There's a point to this. Right. He started his one-on-one -on -one training in the room and he said, I'm just doing this for an experiment. And I joined and then I met, you must know uh, Richard Robbins in, in Canada. Of course. Yeah. He's you a big... Rich and I were in the same group. And then I went to work for Rich in 2000 for a few years and coached. That's funny, man. Small yeah. world. Well, he he's created a large coaching program as well. Yes. And he's done really well with that. Yeah, nice yeah. guy. So, I've, I've met him. He's a great guy. We run in the same circles. Oh my goodness. A small world. Small world, Chris. Okay, so it's a script, and it basically you ask them if they want to sell. I mean, that's that's beautiful, and you have virtual assistants that can do that for you. Yeah, they do. So that I'm talking to the cream. I mean, I don't do a lot of the calls now. I've right, I've duplicated myself a few times. My son-in-law joined me and duplicated me, and then he got some seller acquisition, as we call it, in the in the in the, in the team. But mm -hmm. yes, you'd have someone do that, and then I teach you how to kind of scale that so you can get yourself out of the mix eventually. Okay, so if someone said, "Yeah, we're considering it. We'd like to sell, possibly." Uh, then you would schedule an appointment and then that you would, you know, the person would go and meet with them and do the CMA, that kind of stuff, give them some ideas. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do some comps. I care less about comps. I want to know, but I don't go too deep because right. when they're free and clear, Randy, what I structure, uh, this will be an eye opener, I think, for a lot of people. 
Okay. We structure, we don't mind giving them their price. Now that's going to surprise some people as an investor. Okay. As long as we get long enough terms, five, 10 years, because we're structuring principal only payments. So if I buy your house for 700,000 and I'm going to pay you 2000 a month, I'm using round numbers, that's yeah. principal. So every year I'm getting 24,000 down in principal versus an interest rate that's inverse to that relationship. That's super powerful for how we exit our properties. Very, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm a little older. Sometimes it takes me a little while to wrap my head around these things. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Any go ahead. I'll give yeah. you a simple deal, a very simple deal. Okay. We bought a home, a uh, nice home. We bought a home on the water in a resort area here, and it's on a, on a bluff overlooking the ocean. Beautiful. Believe it or not, because you're from the the old days with me with realtors. She was a realtor from Boston. She couldn't sell it. Okay. But also on top of not being able to sell it conventionally for the number she wanted, she could have sold it. Right, nine hundred forty-five thousand. We bought it for. She had a a, a mother-in-law with her that was ill, and so there was some nuances there that the open market didn't want to accommodate. And we said, "I don't care. Stay in the house for this long. Whatever you want to do." We structured nine forty-five purchase price. Unlike most deals where we put no money down if we pay top price, we did pay like eighty-five hundred down. But it was a nine hundred forty-five thousand dollar house. We right. broke the mold there a little bit, right. and then we paid twenty-five hundred a month, principal only. That deal has since cashed out, but that deal went four and a half years with that kind of principal pay down, 30 grand a year, came off the principal. And she saw she saw the potential of that the minute you explained it to her, especially having- she wanted, Yep, stuff. she wanted a couple things. She wanted the tax benefit of not getting hit right away. She wanted the flexibility of her mother-in-law or mom, I forget which one, in the house with her for a few months. No conventional buyer would do that. Right. And then she wanted the top price that the market wasn't giving her. We gave her that as long as we got principal only. That's an, I, I, I've actually never heard of that. Man, yeah. I, I'm feeling bad here. 28 years in the business. I never heard of that. That's a great idea. That's primarily what, in the owner financing world anyway, if right. I had my way and I could find all the deals like that, but you know, you, about a third of our deals are done like that, but that's a lot because yeah. here's a metric for you. Um, this will be, again, I, get, I hope an eye opener for everybody because three metrics I'll give you. Okay. If you can find a home for 200 grand or more that has no mortgage on it, in other words, you're buying it for 200 grand or more, and you can structure at least a four year term, which we did in that house. Okay. And you can structure a monthly principal payment of at least $950. You have, with our three payday system, a six figure profit deal in four years. Okay. Explain to me the three payday. What, what's that? Yeah. What is that? So, that house, stay with that house. That house that we that we did, we exit all the homes, almost all the homes without getting to advance with what we call rent to own. Works phenomenally well in Canada as well. Okay. And what that means is there are buyers out there to our earlier conversation right. that can't get financing right now. They could seven months ago, but they can't now. That's right. They need to save up more money for down payment or they need to clean up their affairs in some shape, form or fashion. They need time. That's all they need, time. They're good okay. buyers. Okay. Not all of them, but a lot of them are good buyers. So they come in with a down payment for this house, even though they can't get a mortgage yet. And we put them in that home under a rent to own program. That first down payment they make is non-refundable to us. That's payday one. Okay. Payday so, two, so, so if they change their mind or they default in any way, they move out in the middle of the night, you keep the, the down payment. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you're not dealing with tenants. You're dealing with honest right. buyer, honest, the wrong word, deserving buyers gotcha. that just can't get a loan yet. And you know that because we do a check system. Okay. Then payday two, we are paying something in that oceanfront home that was 2,500 and we collected from the buyer, I think it was 38, that delta is ours. That's payday two every month. 
Now that's a big one. Usually it's closer to three hundred dollars spread, but that the, that was a nice one because it's higher end. Okay. And then it, just for disclosure, and then third payday is really cool. Take that big house. Third payday is we bought that for nine forty five. We mocked up to one point two because you're giving terms. There's no haggling. They want in. They have no other way to do this. And then we had thirty grand a year in principal pay down. So there's a large profit spread there from the principal pay down and the markup. That's payday three. I'm all ears. <laughs> no, that's another good one. A very interesting concept. I mean, we do have rent to own here quite a bit, but that's a little bit of a spin on that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we trademarked that federally um, and it works well. And you know what that was born from, Randy? It was born from after the crash. There were like a few things that I just said, okay, I'm never doing that again because you and I have been around long enough. Yeah. So one of them was banks and because <laughs> I'm not pledging my assets anymore. And the second was I'm not getting paid once anymore. Like you in those days where we would sell a house, that was spinning plates, as you remember. Like yes. my peak with Mike Frey, I was doing 100 homes a year. But but that's also, I get the January and went, oh, I got to do that again. Right. So, right. And you burn out eventually. Days, you burn you out eventually. That. Okay. That's a, I'm making notes here, Chris. I'm making notes. Good, good. That's, that's very interesting. Okay. So the three paydays. Keep going. Tell, tell me more. Tell me more. So, well, which direction do you want to take this? Because I can go into, um, I can go in any direction you want. You tell me what's going to be most useful for the uh, well, audience. Again, we don't want to get too technical, but just, yeah. I, I think today our, our goal should probably be just to give uh, the audience some ideas of some of the possibilities that are out there, that it's okay. not all, it's not all doom and gloom. There's ways to get into this market. Uh, if yeah. you have a down payment, great. If you don't have a down payment, there are other ways to do it. Let me say this then. Most of those deals are no money down. Like I made the exception of that big one, but most are no money right. down. Yeah. And the other way we buy, I said, was lease purchase. We have literally Canadian agreements specific for these. They're a little different there, but they just they operate the same way. Okay. In the agreement for a lease purchase, there's a $10 deposit built in. $10. $10. Um, the best story of recent is Brian in Chicago who came. He was an elevator salesman, literally never in real estate. Okay. And Brian came and within nine months left his job. That's why we focus on people like that. They have good salaries, but they just want out. They're done with flying and corporate. And he did his first eight deals, Randy, all with our lease purchase agreements, all with $10 down, all three paydays on those eight deals, just over 800 grand. I think it was like 838. So now he didn't get all that today, remember. They're all over the next three or four years. But okay. still, he amassed almost a million with no experience, but, our, but then our training, but with no prior experience. And built a built a nice business. So if you're new, and or sort of a phrase not the word, but cautious of I don't want to take title yet, or I don't want to go through any, I want to lower my risk. Lease purchase is, is the way to go because the owner maintains ownership. You just put that under your control with a lease purchase agreement. But ten dollars, that's an infinite return almost with three payday system. So and you've got the paperwork that's drawn up that would give you that controlling interest. I literally just um, legally could be came from the broker world. There's a gentleman that flew from Canada, Matthew, to our event in in um, in the Rhode Island here in September, mm -hmm. and he came up to me at the end. He hung out, and you know it was. He was in a suit. He's a nice guy. He owns a big brokerage there. I didn't know this till the end of the event. Okay. He said, "I want to do this aggressively." He's in Quebec, okay. so I sent him all the Canadian agreements we had because I we were just looking for someone more aggressive to really take it to the next level there. And he's uh, in the program. And I would I would suspect that that's going to blow up that area in a very positive fashion and empower a lot of investors. Uh, again, he's in Quebec, different area, but it was a, the agreements originated in Toronto, actually, from one of my friends. Okay, 
Do you do you do um, like online webinars? Do you do some training online where people could tune in? And I know you got a ton of, of videos on YouTube, but yeah, most of it is. I'm glad you said YouTube a few times. I should have pieced this together. So YouTube is because I want, as you saw, there's a ton of deals. It's like 150 deals there. Yep. We expose because I'd rather have people go, "Hey, Chris, I got your material for free. I, I watched the videos for free. This is something I want to pursue. Great. Now I have someone that did some due diligence on their own time." Right. Instead of trying to sell them something, cram it down their throat, and they're like, oh, you know, this isn't for me. I'd rather not go that route. Mm -hmm. So you have at the end of the show, make sure I give a, there's a link I did for just your listeners. They can get my books for free instead of going to Amazon. Okay. And that way they get to play around, they go on YouTube, and then I'll give you a free hour class so they can sit through an hour class. And if after that you're interested, great. Then you give us a buzz. It's it's simple. But all that's online, uh, even the weekly calls, if you're in the program, run Zoom. Very, very easy to plug in. We only do two live events a year. We're back to live finally. Oh, great. And we do yeah. two of those a year. And that's yeah. how that guy, Matthew, uh, met us. Yeah, we do. Well, even today, we're on Zoom today. It's yeah. uh, it's like a new part of my life. If somebody three it's years still ago. Still nonstop. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, less interaction, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we're almost done with COVID, although who knows what's going on. Who knows this winter, right? I know. And you read, uh, every time you read the news, it's some more, it's like, oh, it's spiking in LA or it's spiking in England or and so, some yeah. other new thing. Right, right. Some some new uh, variety or something. So who knows? In the meantime, real estate is a constant, though. People have to live somewhere. And, yep. uh, you know, I've looked at many times we've looked around. Where is the best to, place to invest? Um, I often say this story that I've never met a person. Maybe it's just me, but I've never met a person who got rich and wealthy through the stock market ever, ever. In my maybe I'm not. No, if you're working downtown New York on Wall Street or something, you might meet tons of them. But where I am, even in Toronto, where there's a big financial center, I've never met people who say, "Well, I became a multimillionaire on the stock market." But I have met many, many, many people who have gotten extremely wealthy through real estate. Extremely, just ordinary people, just ordinary I, people. I agree. Yep. Um, I, I'm sure there's some good traders on on for listeners, but right. the fact is, the stock can can in theory, go to zero. Oh, yeah. I don't care what happens to the market. It's not going to zero. Your property is not going to zero. I'll tell you, if, if you know, you're going to choose between, uh, you know, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin and buying a house, do the math. You don't it's even not going have, anywhere. You don't have to think about it. Exactly. So these techniques, I guess they would work for all kinds of housing. We're talking about residential here, not commercial. I don't do a whole lot of commercial uh, stuff, but I guess it would work with any kind of real estate. Very good point. Yes, because, okay, so I teach single family residential for one reason. There's right. a lot of shiny objects if you're teaching, let's say you're in a room. Right. You got you to gotta stay focused for that time until you, until you learn it. But in theory, right. do they run into Maltese? Uh, my office building, I, was, I bought on terms from a guy who owed nothing, just like I just taught. So yes, any asset class whatsoever, Andy, this has been around since 1600. It's not like it's new. They did it before banking. It's just becoming more mainstream now. You can literally buy, and people do, planes and boats on owner financing. It's not different. It's always been there. You just got to understand the skill set. But once you learn the skill set, think about it, you have it for life. So if you were working with us for a year or three or five, it doesn't matter. You have that for life. You can go do your own property that way. That's the beauty of it. Okay. So what would you tell to some, uh, what would you say to somebody today, again, with the backdrop of we are in kind of a pivot point in real estate? It's probably mm -hmm. going to stay soft. Mm -hmm. uh, for the next, I would, my own personal feeling is about a year at least before we're going to see any kind of uh, turnaround, uh, whatever it is, if it's six months or a year or, yeah. or two years, who knows, what would you, what would you say to a potential investor today? Um, should they jump in 
Should they hold back? Should they do more due diligence or should they just start and just start doing it? What advice would you give them? Uh, I would tell everybody to go the creative route. I'm biased, but let's take that off the table and say for everybody coming into real estate, three simple, simple things. Okay. One, find a niche that you can get behind that's been tested, market tested. Right. Like pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID, we thrived. So it was built that way. So whatever niche you pick, but I can tell you creative financing will thrive. Second, find someone in the niche like you and I that have been around long enough to have seen and gone through some cycles. Because if you're seeking someone out and they haven't done that yet, what are you going to do when the market turns Man, like it is right now? That is so true. And you, there's, I, I meet a lot of young realtors who've been in the business a year or two, and they just don't know what to do. They've, no. they've never seen anything like this. They're used to, you know, you put a sign on the lawn. On Mon- yeah, exactly. Monday, yeah. there's 10 offers. You take the highest one, it's done. And yep. now they're saying, what are we going to do? So, okay, man, we're, we're on the same wavelength there for sure. So on that second step, I know you agree with this because you've been in programs like me. When you find that group or persons, just make sure you align with them in other reasons than business too, because you and I both know people, um, probably part of that old program we were in, mm-hmm. that were successful, but they messed their life up during it. That's not success. So be careful when you, when you, uh, when you uh, latch on to someone or a group. And the third one's the hardest. So out of the three steps, because the third one is, okay, you did that. Now put the blinders on for at least three years. Uh, when I had Brian Tracy on my on my show, and I'm sure you know that name, he yes. said, no, it's seven years. But I always used to say three years. He said seven years of blinders because he said, he was on my show like two years ago. I think he was 82. He said, look, I've been broke. I've been very successful. It takes three years to, you're just getting past the suck mode. And then the next two or three years, you're getting pretty good in the last two or three, that's when you're going to hit it. He said, by the seventh year, then you'll have a fortune. If you stop before that, it's too early. Until then, I was saying three years. But whatever you like, it's three to seven years for that third step with that person you found in step two in the niche you found in step one. That's what I would say to anyone. And yes, so now true. I would do it now. Okay. So yeah. And yes, folks, if you're listening in here, real estate is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It takes time. Uh, whichever investment vehicle you're using, whatever you're doing in real estate, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. And that's another thing I find with younger people today, they expect instant results. It just doesn't happen. It takes a little while. Uh, um, you just brought up the biggest challenge. Thank you. That I see it's mismanaging expectations because hmm. unfortunately, I know, you know, this too, people are good marketers online. There's good. We, we're not good marketers. We know how to get deals done, but there's people that just know how to market. So they, they're going to get you to buy their program. And guess what? Then they're not there. And it's not like it's not their business model. Their business model is to sell you something and move on. I spoke to a gentleman, I had him on my podcast, Randy. I won't say his name. Okay. But he said to me off air, he said, I said, hey, what do you do with your coaching clients? He said, coaching clients? He said, Chris, I know how to market. I sell $20 million of product per year. I don't care or know or want to coach. And I said, well, we should talk because I would be able to coach them. He said, I don't want to get involved in it. That's oh my God. Yeah. So we're the opposite. Like, yeah. Go do your free deal deals. If you're ready, we'll go do deals. Right. Well, that's so true. There are a lot of courses out there and you find out later that the guy never worked in real estate or he never. Well, they did 30 years ago. Or or, yeah, back in the seventies or something. Exactly. Yeah. No, that is so true. Um, So yeah, you're right. Young agents need some coaching and people and the coaches that they work with need to have experience in, in the real world, in the real world of real estate. So what's your website? I know you've got, I looked at it. It was great. There's tons of information on there. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, let's give them the link that's geared just for your show for us to so I don't forget. It's Wicked Smart Books, wickedsmartbooks.com okay. forward slash Randy. That'll tell me that it came from Randy's show, and we'll get you out a package, and it won't be, you know, put $8 on a credit card to ship. I, we'll ship it. It's for free. And we'll get you a couple of the best-selling books out of the four. The basic ones I think you should put in your hands for the next year. Okay. And then um, That's great. Great offer. Yeah, no, thank you. And then I I um, put a master's class together that I do offer to, to people on the shows. It's free. It's an hour. It's just at smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash master's class. Those things will tell you, do I want this niche or not? And, and you, your decision's okay. That sounds irresistible. Why wouldn't you want that? I mean, that's my hope for the new year, right? <laughs> Why not try it? Good for you. That's fantastic, man. It really is. So, um, well, you got my head spinning here. I'm thinking about a couple of, of, of the different approaches you're taking. And they're definitely, I can see that they're well thought through and I can see that they're working. You must have a ton of students by now. Uh, we have a lot of students that have gone through the basic program and then, the, and then the more sort of, I'll say, serious and committed ones right. join the program where we do deals together because that's the fastest way to learn. I don't care what in industry you're yeah, in. If you do it hands on, you, you're gonna, yeah, it's faster. So yeah, yeah, jump in, look at what we got going on and hopefully we'll be talking soon. Yeah, well, it's been wonderful talking to you today, Chris, uh, and you're welcome, to you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, you uh, ask and I'll be there. <laughs> From one salesperson to another, <laughs> we can't, it's irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, it was a pleasure today. Thank so you. There, there you go, folks. So I'm going to put all that contact information underneath the, uh, underneath the YouTube video and also on the podcast, which is syndicated to, out to all the, the uh, major podcast hosts. And uh, once again, thanks, Chris. It's a real pleasure having you on board today. You great to hang out. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day and we'll talk again soon. You too. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.